0: Thank you for checking out this episode on Really Dicey's Game Master podcast. You can see the video version of this discussion on YouTube, as well as more content on reallydicey.com. Hello everyone, thank you for checking out this special episode of Really Dicey. This is Manny and I'm here with Babs, I'm here with Max, and I'm here with Matt. Um, Today, I wanna talk about uh, consent in horror role-playing games, although Technically, this could be about consent period in uh, tabletop or any gaming in general um, the reason why I wanted to talk about this topic was because I received a comment from one of our videos where someone said now this is in particular this is about uh, one of our reviews we talked about that there were safety tools in this um, in this role-playing game that was coming out a safety tool in role-playing games is a a, a I don't know if device is the right word, but it's it's it's, um, it's an item in the game to help game masters uh, let players know the level of horror or level of um, um, uh, situations there are in the game uh, so that they're not encountering anything that might be uh, offensive to them in any way um, or even um, uh, uh, you know, so, you know, if, if someone doesn't want to deal with um, infanticide, that's something that you and game masters should talk about. And uh, the safety tools are there to help game masters talk to their players about what the game entitles exactly. You know, um, if, if you have a fear of clowns, you know, that's something that um, a game masters and players should, should definitely talk about if they're playing uh, in a like a horror carnival. Um, so um, let me I'll just. ahead and say what this person said. Um, The safety tool would be the first thing I would throw to the trash. This is a horror game, not a safe place for snowflakes. So um, I did comment back, not every game master has the skill set to communicate to their players of what level of horror they are going to be seeing in their games. Horror has a huge umbrella and things like war, loss, and monsters fall right under it. If game masters are playing with people they never played with before, it would be wise for them to have the tools they need to explain what the game is about and what levels of horror it contains. Also, can we please retire the word snowflakes? Unless in the context of winter, it makes one sound unoriginal, insecure, and lacks a proper vocabulary. Now, that, that's and again, that's me being a little snarky, and the person did respond back with a bunch of curses, which, which I deleted. I, it, was just, it didn't add any to the conversation. Um uh but I, I did keep the original comment and my response up there. I was I've been blessed to have a bunch of players that I played with forever. So the idea of Save Two is something that I'm very unfamiliar with because I've never really played with new players. Not not till recently. Um so I've been I mean I'm, my group we've been playing for like almost twenty years. So I, I know I, I know them I don't was to know like what not to include in my game. So I was, I was used to that. And and the idea of Saber 2 is kind of fair to me that there probably are game masters out there that uh, may not have the communication tools to talk to players before they start a game. Um, session Zero could be, could be a little messy. You know, if you don't know, um, the right things to say, how to start things and so forth. I feel the saving tools are very important. I mean, not every game master has great communication skills. I I know I'm not perfect myself, you know. Um, but uh, but before I take over this topic, let me, I'll just pass the baton around. Um, I'll start with Babs. Uh, Babs, what, what are your thoughts about this?
1: So in beginning of all my games, I hand out the safety tool checklist and I let people reply to me anonymously or through my side gmail account saying let me know what your triggers are so I know not to approach it and this has actually came up very useful lately because I'm running lost mine in Phandelver I was going to do into the yawning portal which involves when characters die they don't come back and those who have been brought back to life they are slowly withering away. And because we were transferring into that um, that new campaign setting, I reset the consent list and one of my friends said, hey, someone in my family has cancer, not knowing that this was the campaign we were going into. So stuff like uh, people getting sick and dying, that's something that's triggering to me. Like, okay, we're not going into the yawning portal anymore. So I switched it to uh, something else, uh, Storm King's Thunder. But you know, that's something that like immediately came into usage and I have it in the beginning of all of my games. That way I don't accidentally say or do something that's going to make somebody mad at me, especially since I'm presently a paid DM. So I don't want people to pay me to just upset them.
0: Hmm. Do you find that the the handouts are a big help? Because you play with pretty much all the time with new players.
1: Yeah. Um, what I do is when a group sends me all of their stuff i have like a master checklist and i i check everything off that way i have like a solid one to look at so it's not like saying like oh amy doesn't like this and josh doesn't like this it's just it's all anonymous it's just a checklist checklist of things for me to permanently keep out of that game
0: oh, okay okay and, and you, like as
1: things go on like that list always changes
0: so when you get the information back um do you, you, do you find that it, it helps your game out do you find that that it, it helps you create the right tools you need for your game
1: oh it, it really helps because if someone says you know i absolutely hate spiders and i have to write out uh nesnar the black spider from lost mine of Phandelver, i can easily replace that with a beholder or some other cave dwelling monster and i can lead more into different types of horror. because if you're just if you're leaning on be, the shock value of making you a great dm and it's the negative type of shock value then you're not a good dm i i like leading into things that are unexpected. And I go for the, I guess, uh, emotional devastation rather than outright uh, scaring people.
0: Okay. Um, uh, Max, um, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, um, so I mostly play with my friends. I had, so it's my game group of people that I've known for quite some time. I I, uh, used to do paid DMing in person back when that was a thing you could do. Um, and I kept those ones pretty light. Um, just just because you don't know exactly what what people are gonna be. Um, but I wanna touch on something you said. It had been, I mean, within the last few years that I'd even heard of, of these safety tools. And the first one I ever heard of um, was the X-Card, which is just a very simple, like straightforward, like you physically you could have, you know, an index card with an X on it and if something happens, the player would just hold it up and that's just full stop. Whatever's happening right then is no bueno and you can't, you know, just gotta gotta put a stop to it. Um currently I'm running a a horror themed campaign. Babs is actually one of my players. Um she's an absolute chaos goblin. I love it. Uh well gnome. She's a gnome but uh, she's so chaotic it's delightful I'm an
1: artificer I gotta be
2: oh yeah 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 she delights in blowing things up um, <laughs> but but the horror that I run is more like gory horror than like psychological or I'm I'm actually kind of a weenie um, when it comes to certain things like I think what oh what happened your character uh was um there was some pit fighting involved and uh, the fact that even for a brief moment i implied that there was animal violence i was like no there isn't it's these these are not these are not pets this is not a dog fight (laughs) you know because that's just me as a person like i could blood and guts and like there could be demonic monsters who are going to swallow your soul but no no
0: violence towards animals Do you also have like a set of safety tools? Um, Have you used them? Do you find them effective?
2: I don't use formalized safety tools all the time but I do always if I'm doing a campaign it's session zero and you talk about expectations and you talk about what's going to happen like before I started this well it was going to be a one-shot but as these things happen it sort of grew in the telling but like right from the get-go, I was like, there's gonna be undead, there's gonna be monsters, like expect certain things. Um, so so my my group, we talk about it. Before we start, we talk about it between sessions. Um, I always like to touch base. Because at one point, uh, one of my players wanted to switch characters. Uh, so for narrative reasons, we were gonna kill off his old character. But actually, the, strangely enough, uh, the, Dice uh, being what they were, the character survived, but the near-death experience caused uh, the character to give up the life of an adventurer.
0: <laughs> okay,
2: uh, but it's all about it's all about just talking with your players and figuring out what people are comfortable with.
0: Okay, uh, Matt, um, uh, what are your thoughts?
3: <clears throat> well, uh, first, I, I agree with everything that's been said so far. Um, I would just like to point out a couple things. One thing. Um, this sort of consent uh, applies to the GMs well. Um, you shouldn't let the players uh, back you into role-playing anything you're uncomfortable with. <laughs> um, that, you know, um, you know, a character tries to seduce someone and then they want to role-play out the, the scenario and you want to draw a screen across it because you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to be
0: that NPC
3: you know you have uh, you have the same rights as the players
0: too yeah, I, um, I'm, yeah i'm uncomfortable with sex scenes if a characters want to get together with an npc uh, usually it's very brief and we do it very fast if it's if it gets there's been there's been one situation where this is wow this is maybe 20 years ago but i had one player um wanted to get with you know wanted to 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 seduce a um and uh, an elf NPC at a parade or party, and uh, we were playing it, and it was, and it happened. And then they, uh, he wanted to go to an alley and and get very descriptive about things, and I was like, oh, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, I am not comfortable with that whatsoever. That's that's a <laughs> i i that no, I I had to I had to stop the game and explain. Hey, listen, I I I, I know you. <laughs> Yeah, i, I try trying to remember that conversation. It was very awkward, but, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I just I just put my foot down that was like it. that's just you know I I didn't I didn't I didn't kick the player around or anything like that. He uh, the player understood, and we just fast forward that, and that never came up again. Um, you know, so yeah, I agree that yeah, a game masters should feel safe when they're playing a the game, and sure. once in a while you will come across players that may be a little difficult, and it's is, it is something unfortunately we have to deal with. Um, uh, Anyone have any other comments or thoughts?
3: Well, yeah, I just had one more thing I wanted to say. Um, Some people might be listening to this um, about consent and and particularly with horror games and they might be thinking, oh geez, that seems kind of like a buzzkill. I mean, particularly in horror games like the point of horror is to be uncomfortable, right? Uh, To some extent. But I think what we've got to remember is that RPGs are more intense than a movie or a book because you're not just the audience, you're involved in it. Uh, so it, it, can, it can be a lot more personal. And I just wanted to point out that um, consent has a flip side, you know? Um, it's not. It's not just about safety. It's about permission. It can be pretty hardcore. So if you get the right group of people, and they all agree, if you get a table of consenting adults that all agree, everything is fair, fair game. I mean, if you want to play Marquis de Sade, the role-playing game, go right ahead. Don't don't invite me, but by all means.
2: Yeah, same.
3: Uh, so I mean, this doesn't have to be. You know. It doesn't have to be a buzzkill if you. I mean, it isn't. It's 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 about communication. But if you find the right group of people,
0: then consent away. Uh, Babs, you look like you wanted to say something.
1: Yeah, I was going to tell a different story, but going back to the consent list, like, it's not only just marking out what you can't have in your game, but it gives you more ideas of what you can have in the game, right. which is like. I love body horror. I'll, I'll do body horror all day long. And, uh, Matt had a a fascinating monster in his, where I was just like squeeing the entire time.
2: Oh, which one?
1: Uh, squish.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was nasty.
1: But yeah, if, if my group is like, we don't like starvation, we don't like, um, like torture, but they, but list it says, is body horror okay? And no one marks no. It's like, okay.
3: There you go. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I can have a campaign that is horrifying and no one marks no on this.
2: Bring on and... the centipede. Absolutely. Oh, I would go the fly on it. Ooh. Um, just teeth falling out. Real, okay. real gross stuff. Yep. There,
1: there's <laughs> actually a creature I want to introduce. And if you haven't seen Dungeons or read, listened to Dungeons and Daddies, I'm not going to spoil it, but there is a specific creature that is introduced as normal at first, but when they get on the bad side of this creature, I'm like, oh, I need this so much. (laughs) And uh, Anthony Birch is an amazing DM and his characters are horrifying, I love them. Yeah, I'm just waiting for a chance to slip in some body horror things and... um, I love stuff that messes with your mind. So I'm going to be introducing the um uh I think it's called the False Hydra where when you encounter it it erases your your memory. Type. It's basically the silence from um Doctor Who. But it's a oh. mini hydra. Okay. So it's basically eating people Ooh. in town but Ooh, no one okay. remembers that person exists. So All I mean right. that that's a a, a a thing a horror thing that would be very interesting in a game that you know, probably no one's going to check off on a consent list. So that's probably something I could not. dip in. <laughs> I, I will press that, you know, as the, the one female person here, it is, and someone mentioned it before, it's okay for the DM, GM, storyteller, referee, whatever you want to call yourself, to have your own things that cannot be done in a game. Like in all of my games, there is absolutely no romance between player characters and the DM. Uh, so, okay. bards can't seduce. And there's no romance between player characters unless they both come to me outside the game to okay it. Because I had a situation very, very first time I was running a game, it was just like an online thing. Someone mistook my character's mild flirtation as an excuse to stalk me in real life for six years. So that is what born the no romance.
3: Fair enough, okay. Yeah.
1: And in other games, I think the furthest romance has gone is when my character had drinks with another character, and then that was it.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. I, I had one situation um, where the the two players, uh, you know, ha- were talking about themselves, and they plan like a like a role playing session. Like, their one character will be mad at the other, and have these like deep debates. And uh, I wasn't aware of that. So when they were role playing that it was so convincing that i thought wait are they are they fighting right. so I, I i stopped the game i said hold on a second yes. um is everything okay here do we need to stop the game and talk it out or anything like that i was like oh no 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 they you know it was okay we we were playing this and everything so oh okay okay that's fine just uh as a as a fy just just let me know just so that and I know there's no, you know, that way there's no tension because I wouldn't sure if the other players were waking the same thing I am. Like, oh man, what's going on? Um, so, so uh, communication is important, definitely.
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely.
0: I'll conclude this in saying that the the game master or referee's role, uh, dungeon master's role, is that you want to make your players happy. So it's uh, try to take the time, get to know them, um, and see what what they're okay with, what their boundaries are. And if you're in a um, you you're at a convention and you, you're playing a horror game for the first time, and you're not too sure what um, you're not sure what to be offended by, uh, either use safety tools or or if you have the time, talk it out. Um, very important that you do so. There was a a, a story that came out. From Britain years ago, where a game master um, had these like uh, abusive scenes, and uh, the players just walked out, and a game master got banned. Um, so, game masters very important that if you're playing with new players, to talk it out. And I'm very happy that uh, games like, um, I'll use example, Hecna that's coming out, um, has safety tools so that if you're playing something, you have something available and it's ready. You have you have. Um, yeah, your players are protected as well as you're protected as well.
1: Uh, just if you get Hecna, I know the playtest has it. It has safety resources for when you're doing gaming at a convention where you have like rolling people coming in all day. Uh, long-term safety tools, the X cards and roll 20 stuff. And if you're Sorry. like me and you paid for your Zoom account, you can enable like the hand raise action or different voting tools. So if something comes up in game and someone's upset, but doesn't really wanna say it, they can you know, flag you quietly instead of having to type the entire thing out in private chat and you can stop, reconfigure yourself and move on, which is great.
0: All right, excellent, excellent. Cool. So um, um, thank you everyone for watching. If you're gonna comment on this video, um, be selective with your words. I will, I will not tolerate any stupidity. Um, so take care, be safe. Have a good night.